Shalom, and I hope all is well. My name is Yitzchak Schiffman. Thanks for tuning into this podcast, and I hope you enjoy the Torah classes in it. Now, on to the episode. Today's Amr Maseches Brachas is Chav Zayin Amud Beis. We are beginning the second to last line on Chav Zayin Amud Aleph, and we're going to have two sections in today's learning. The first is a continuum from yesterday. So we left off yesterday with a story that connected to the discussion if you're allowed to daven mincha at plag or you have to daven at shkia. And Rav in the story, daven mincha on Shabbos, meaning Mayrav of Shabbos early, while it was still day, after plag, because he passed in like Rabbi Yehuda. Now amongst the three halachas we derived, one of them was the Rabbi Yirmiya Bar Abba daven behind his Rebbe Rav. So the Gemara here picks up and says, how could he do that? Lechara, as we quote, the Gemara teaches us that of the things that caused the Shekhinah to leave the Jewish people, one of those things is davening behind your Rebbe. Taisvah says either it's an issue of Yuara, like Rashi explains, like Gaiva, or it's an issue that it looks like you're bowing down to your Rebbe. So the Gemara says Rabbi Yirmiya Barabba was allowed to because he was a Talmud Chavar. He wasn't just a student of Rav, but in a certain way he was an equal, and therefore it wasn't an issue to daven behind him. And the Gemara continues on this same note and says, after Rav davened that Mairib, while it was still day, he refrained from Malacha because that's when Isser Malacha already kicked in. And in regards to this, the Gemara tells us, Rebbe, there was a story where he went into a place to Schwitz, and the reason he did that after davening, even though Isser Malacha has already kicked in, is because it was before the Gezeira of going into a Schwitz on Shabbos. And the Gemara tells us in a similar note, if a person made an error altogether, means he davened thinking that it was already Shabbos, but it was a mistake, in such a scenario, that tefillah wouldn't be effective causing him to be prohibited in Malacha because it was entirely a mistake. It was still day. The only difference is the Gemara says if it was a tzibor, where they daven, the example the Gemara gave was they davened Matzah Shabbos, Mayrev, and it was already Shabbos, they won't be matriach that tzibor to daven Mayrev again. However, as Tosis points out, very important to note, obviously they're usher in Malacha till nightfall because it's still Shabbos, they just won't have to daven at Mayrev again. Okay, moving on to the same section, the Gemara tells us that Lemaisa, you can daven Shabbos Mayrev early while it's still day Friday night, towards Friday night, and you could also say Kiddush then, the mitzvah of Kiddush. And also on Matzah Shabbos, you could daven Matzah Shabbos Mayrev early and say Avdallah. And Titus points out over here, this would be where there's a specific mitzvah that's necessary for you to do immediately after Shabbos. But again, as we mentioned, obviously you can't do Malacha until nightfall, until Shabbos is actually over. And also, in regards to Avdali, you wouldn't be allowed to use the Aish. You're only be allowed to do that after Shabbos is actually over. Okay, moving on to the ne- second section now. The Gemara tells us a machlokis regarding Mayriv. So the Mishnah told us Mayriv is Ein Lakeva. It has no set time. So the Gemara understands what it means is Ein Lakeva is that it's voluntary, like the Shita of Rabbi Yeshua, who holds that Mayriv is a voluntary tefillah, which Taisus understands means that it's called voluntary, that if it's, there's another mitzvah, a veris, a passing mitzvah, it would override Mayrev, but not that it's entirely voluntary like that. Rabban Gamliel, however, argues and says that it's chayva, that Mayrev is an obligatory tefillah. Avayi paskins like Rabban Gamliel, and Rava paskins like Rabbi Yeshua, as well as the implication of our Mishnah. And the Gemara on this quotes a story relating to this machlaikis. There was a story where a certain Talmud consulted with Rabbi Yeshua and with Rabban Gamliel, and Rabban Gamliel was the Nasi, he was the higher up, and Rabbi Yeshua was the Av Beisdin, which was the lower position. 
it emerged that Rabbi Yeshua disagreed with Rabbi Gamliel, Rabbi Gamliel mistreated him in the eyes of the other Chachamim, and because of that, and this was the third time that Rabbi Gamliel mistreated Rabbi Yeshua, the rabbis decided they were going to depose him of his position and appoint someone else as the Nasi. So the Gemara the, goes through the different options. They went through eventually landing in Rabbi Ben Azariah, who possessed the traits of a Chacham, being wealthy, and Yichas of the 10th generation from Ezra Sofer, and they decided he should be the next Nasi. So they approached him and he said, I have to discuss with my wife. After consultation with his wife, one of the things his wife said was, you don't have white hair, turn into Aleph, and they won't have respect for you because you're 18, you're young. So that next morning he woke up, Kiben Shivim Shana, as the, we say in the Haggadah, and he had 18 rows of white hair. So the Gemara tells us actually that's what ended up happening is that he accepted the position and we're stopping here at the top of Chaches Aleph. Ezra Hashem will continue on with this story of Rabbi Elizabeth Nazari accepting the position. And uh, in the meantime, everybody have a wonderful day.